Hey everybody, Jason here, and I just wanted to give you a quick update before the episode begins. Uh, so in this episode, we're going to be hearing from BK Bass and J.D. Sanderson. We're talking about their latest book, Remnants, and the book was planned to come out today, March 24th. It may be still uh, on pre-order basis due to you know the events going on around the world with the COVID-19 and such. Uh, they felt it was better to hold off on the pre-release. Now, it it just depends on what you do. I've been able to log into Amazon, and I bought it. It downloaded just fine on my Kindle. But it may not work for everybody going forward. They're they're getting it uh, fixed right now. So, just wanted to give you a heads up that the you can go in there, I think, and pre-order. But if it's not working for a little while, for over the next couple of weeks, then... Make sure that you put that book in your cart as something that you want to get in the future because it's well worth it. And I just wanted you to know in advance that uh, although I'm saying the book is available in the episode, since this episode was put together, uh, things have changed reasonably so. Anyway, I just wanted to make sure that you were aware of that. And now on with the episode. The following podcast is a presentation of Project Entertainment Network. Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, my friends, to episode 111 of the Sample Chapter Podcast. Yes, indeed, this is the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Hey, I hope everyone out there listening is doing well uh, during these incredibly strange times that we find ourselves in. Hey, please remember that even though we may be alone physically during this this you know, self-quarantine that we're all under right now, you are not alone spiritually. There's people all over the world who are thinking of others right now, thinking about you know their well-being, and you're one of them. I'm right there with you as well. And I, I'm, I'm here doing my part, trying to entertain you a little bit, and doing my best to bring you exciting new books to read. Hey, I invite all of you listening to connect with the show on social media. It is on Facebook and Twitter. Just look up Sample Chapter Podcast, or you go to our website at samplechapterpodcast.com, and you can find our social media links there. Uh, you can always reach out to me personally at samplechapterpodcast at gmail.com if you want to drop me a line. I've had some wonderful emails here lately, and thank you so much to all of you out there who are uh, checking in on me as well. So I appreciate all of you. Hey, please don't forget to subscribe as well on your favorite podcast player, which I want to make sure and announce that as of last week, we have finally been picked up on iHeartRadio. So whatever your favorite podcast player is, whether that is Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio or Stitcher or Google Podcasts, the list goes on and on and on, even YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on an episode. Uh, and I, you know, if you would please help me spread the word about this author or that one, as there's been in countless incredible guests over the last two years. And so if you find an author who has caught your attention, or a book that has sparked your interest, by all means, share that episode with your friends and let them know 
about this uh, this exciting new author. Well, speaking of the past two years, I, I want to make sure to say thank you to you Store All. They have been a sponsor since way back in the beginning, and uh, they are the premier self-storage facility in the Warrensburg area. If you find yourself in need of self-storage, look no further than you Store All, with two facilities, both climate control and non-climate control, solar-powered and fully fenced, more than 60 cameras recording 24 hours a day. They are a green and clean facility. Hey, check them out online at ustoreall.net. That's spelled the letter U-S-T-O-R-A-L-L dot net. Of course, I also want to thank my favorite writing software, Scrivener. Hey, Scrivener has been helping me get through this quarantine. Hey, make sure to stay tuned for an ad from Scrivener coming up here in just a few moments. And you definitely don't want to miss out on how you can save 20% on your desktop order. Thank you so much to Joey Mills of Pop Goes the Culture Network. His podcast network, located over there at popgoestheculture.com, is just chock full of other podcasts and pop culture news and media and blogs. Although the flagship show is not meeting at the theater anymore, they are still trucking along and uh, doing their their shows. Uh, actually, kind of doing them like I'm doing remotely, you know, where nobody really meets in, together anymore. So, and they're and they're much more open right now to suggestions. So, if you've got pop culture stuff that you want to talk about or questions that you have, reach out to them. Click the link in the show notes for popgoesofculture.com and check out their shows and reach out to Joey and them. They'd be happy to hear from you. And of course, thank you to our other network, Project Entertainment Network. Project Entertainment Network is a growing network of podcasts with well over 20. I think I think it's around 25 right now. I, I think last week I surmised a little bit higher than that, but I think it's around 25 shows on the network at this point. If you're looking for author podcasts, for reading podcasts, for the weird podcasts, all kinds of them are over there for your entertainment lots of great shows just like this one are you so tired of having your own thoughts are you just totally exhausted having your own beliefs on every single thing in the entire world well don't worry here at your new opinion we do the thinking for you join ryan nick and ben as the boys debate topics that we probably know nothing about using every dirty trick they can think of to win. Everything from if net neutrality is good or bad, to cake versus pie, to who killed JFK. So if you're looking to never have your own thoughts again, check out your new opinion every Friday. Well, my guests this week are an exciting duo. One is a return guest in J.D. Sanderson. And the other is a brand new guest to the show, BK Bass of Kyanite Press. Now, before I begin, I want to publicly apologize <laughs> for mistakenly airing this episode today and not a week ago. Uh, <laughs> I wrote things down wrong on my calendar, is what it turns out. Uh, so last week, I'm putting up my episode with Miranda O. Oh, and JD is reaching out to me, and he's excited. Like, ah, oh, today's the day. Uh, is, is this? No, he, he was he was excited. Obviously, he thought his episode was coming out that time. Well, I'm looking at my calendar, and I was like, well, that's strange. No, I, I've got you down for next week. I, I'm not really sure what you're talking about. And although, you know, there was like this little twinge in the back of my head, like, man, something 
something about that sounds right, but you know, I had it written down wrong in my notes. So I, I went on and he was like, okay, well, you know, maybe he remembered wrong. He thought, you know, or and I'm thinking like, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I couldn't find anything different about it until I go back and I completed, I'd already started some of the editing, but I hadn't finished yet. And in our post show, uh, the recording still keeps going and right there from my ears in the post show we begin talking about how the episode was going to come out a week prior to the book's release which which is today march 24th 2020 the book that you're going to hear about today remnants uh it is available today and yeah i was supposed to air this episode a week ago to help generate interest so this is my bad i i've definitely messed this up and uh not sure I know I had some things going on that night and we were having some interesting times trying to connect, but still I wrote them down completely wrong. So I wanted to apologize. This is all me. You guys are incredible and uh, you did a wonderful job and uh, yeah, this is on me, but all of you out there listening, you are in for a treat because the book that you're going to hear, you know, the name of it, as I already said, is Remnants. It is from Kainite Press, features 11 authors, including both JD and BK. This is an incredibly thrilling book. Uh, you know, they were kind enough to send me an advanced copy of which I have already read, I think, six stories. And uh, man, I mean, every time I pick it up and I start reading one of the stories, I, I literally cannot put it down until I finish that story. It is incredible. You're going to love it. And uh, just an idea this is, it's not just survival. This is an examination of what it means to survive and what it means to be human in a state of survival, <laughs> which I'm seeing a lot of correlation in that right now. You know, I mean, um, <laughs> if you're in trying times and you're trying to survive something going on outside, is it important to run to the store and grab all the toilet paper you can grab? Or, you know, stock your uh, your vehicle full of all kinds of, of stuff so that nobody else gets it. Uh, it. It's, this is, the book seems very timely. And like I said, I just went in and verified it is available today, March 24th. So, check out this episode. Hear the incredible reading by JD. You're going to learn a little bit about uh, BK Bass as well. It's a lot of fun. And uh, stay tuned for that right after a word from our sponsor. Jason here. Hey, I wanted to take a moment and tell you about my favorite writing tool, Scrivener. Now, I know you've heard about Scrivener because their writing software has been embraced by hundreds of thousands of other writers like you and I, from the novice to best-selling novelists. The reason we all use it is because of Scrivener's core concept to bring all the writing tools you use together in a single application. And with tools like automatic backup, character maps, project goals, and let's not forget that amazing corkboard, you can see why I use Scrivener every day. As a bonus for Sample Chapter Podcast listeners, use code CHAPTER for 20% off your desktop version. Scrivener Writing Software, built by writers for writers. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what a treat I have for you today. We are sitting down with a writing team, my, oh gosh, I think third of this year already, 
with the team of BK Bass and J.D. Sanderson. J.D., a return guest. We had him on here, oh my gosh, it's been a little over a year ago, and uh, that's also been a recurring theme this year. So without further ado, BK and J.D., welcome to the show. How's it going, man? Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. Glad to have you both here. This is exciting. Uh, yeah, JD, it says something about 2020. It's like, you know, that's supposed to be looking for the future, but I, I, I've been looking back a lot with uh, revisiting old guests, and uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Oh, it's it's great to be back. I've been listening to just about every episode you've dropped since I was on, so it's always fun. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Hopefully you found some new uh, some new authors to follow as well. Definitely. Well, BK, tell us uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am uh, also an author. Uh, I write science fiction, fantasy, and horror, and I'm also a uh, founder and owner of Kyanite Publishing, and um, that's the uh, publishing company that's putting out the, the book we're talking about today, Remnants, and I'm uh, also the editor. I put everything together you know, for it. Very cool. Okay. Now, now how did you – you and JD get to uh, working together. BK and I first talked uh, year or the year before that when um, actually almost it was a while ago that the first submissions for Remnants were posted. Wasn't it uh, 2018, BK? Um, yeah, I want to say it was in 2018 was when we started working on the project and started, uh, you know, put out the uh, the world building information. People started working on it. And um, yeah. I think we also... Did we talk first about that? Was it the uh, the issue of the magazine that you were in? Um, I, I, I know you were in our social science fiction issue of the magazine, and I know that was a big deal getting that going. Yeah, my my story choice was in that last May, but we actually I think I actually sent in the remnants uh, submission a few months before that, yeah. and then and I was like, oh, this is this is a great publishing company. I got to try and get in with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. Well, that, that's awesome. That's great then. And then now, now is this a collaboration with Remnants? Yeah, it, it was a um, an idea created by a gentleman named Stephen Coughlin. Uh He's one of our other authors. Uh, he's got a uh, two other books published with us: um, Urban Gothic and Fifty Shades of Nay. Um, that one's kind of like an erotica satire fantasy alternate history. It's kind of crazy. Um, and then Urban Gothic is a dream punk book. Um, and he came up with the idea for Remnants and pitched it to me, um, came up with all the world building, uh, the situation, you know, laid out, you know, uh, basically the, the concept of the book, what was going to happen, um, drew up kind of all the rules of the, uh, you know, the, the creatures that were going to be in it and everything. Um, my partner and I thought it was a great idea, so we went ahead and put it out there and started taking submissions on it and, uh, um, you know, basically took all the world building information and put that on our website. Um, and then promoted it so that authors could go there and see, okay, this is at a timeline and descriptions of the creatures that are involved, um, details about you know, physical attributes and stuff like that. Um, so that everybody kind of had the rules and the gist of, you know, the timeline of events to work with, you know, it was like a framework. And then they could go in and it is a global event. It's basically the end of the world as we know it. Uh, it's a post-apocalyptic survival horror anthology. Um, so everybody had that situation to play with, but there's, you know, people in America, Canada, Africa, you know, all over the world were dealing with this situation. So people could take all kinds of different angles from it. And then there's stories in the book from, you know, it said Africa, Canada, America, um, the Arctic, 
England, um, north of Scotland. You know, it's all over the world. So there, there's a lot of different perspectives on it. Wow. Okay. Well, it sounds it sounds exciting. I know, like I've had a, a chance to get a sneak peek at it, and uh, I've read JD's story, which is just holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> it was different for me to write. It's different than anything I've ever written before, and that's probably what the fun was. Stephen Conklin created this amazing world, you know, and, and with you know BK and everyone helping flesh it out. It was just it was such a fun sandbox to play into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the neat thing is, too, you know, he, he created the framework for it, and so you've got the, the whole post-apocalyptic scenario. Um, but then everybody, you know, as they were writing for it, it's really interesting how people really took a human approach to it, and you really got into, you know, personal, um, you know, really personal stories, you know, families surviving together. Um, there's one with a married couple that they were, they hated each other before this even started, so that now they're just, putting up with each other after the end of the world. Um, there's people with children, um, you know, all, all the stuff. And there's supernatural elements, too, you put in there. Um, you know, there, there's ghosts. You know, basically the, the spirits of the deceased are, are part of the whole thing. Um, so, so that's part of it, too. So, so there's these really personal, human, emotional elements that everybody really invested in. Um, so it really, you know, I was expecting, you know, Mad Max with monsters, and I got something... Completely the other direction. <laughs> that's um, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And it's, it's heartwarming. I mean, when you read through it, it's, you know, it's really the best and worst of humanity all comes through in the book. Yeah, and, you know, I was reading a little bit in the, the forward um, and then uh, checking out, you know, just kind of thumbing through some of the other stories. That definitely seems to be coming through with the whole idea of examining not just the reality of what's happening around the world and the situation, but you're still got human emotions and the, that reality. And, and I think, I think somebody says it there in the forward, how it's, it's an examination of what makes us human and, and how do we react? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, I wrote the, the forward in that. And, you know, like I said, that that's something that really struck me and really stood out about all the stories is that it gets into those human emotions and the, the survival horror aspect, of course, you got the fear of it, but then you've got the relationships and compassion for strangers and hatred for people that you know that you can't stand anymore and all, all these different elements of people and society that really gets explored with the situation as a backdrop for it. Hmm. So it kind of brings a whole new level to the, the title, Remnants. Uh, that's not just... A, a throwaway name, like oh, this sounds cool. It, there's a little bit of a deeper meaning to that, like the uh, the human interaction, the what's left mm-hmm. of us after a, a, an invasion or whatever's happening here. Uh, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a deeper really, meaning to it. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's the remnants of humanity, um, both the living and the dead. Uh, so, like I said, there's uh, you know spirits, the the um, the deceased in spirit form are involved too. Um, so yeah, it really, it focuses on that human element quite a bit. So, and then the remnants is it's, that's what it's about. It's not about the apocalypse or the monsters. It's about the remnants of humanity. Wow. Very, very cool. Well, all right. So JD, I was just taking a look, wanting to verify, uh, episode 56 about a year ago was, mm-hmm. was when we talked footstep echo. You were reading from that. Now, how's things been going for you since then? Uh, pretty good. After that, 
when we talked, I had actually just started, I believe. Actually, no. Um, I had just written the uh, story choice that appeared in um, Kyanite's, uh, the Kyanite Press issue for May, which I was really proud of. Um, and that um, story is going to be in a collection that's coming out from Kyanite uh, this December called Around the Dark Dial. It's a, a dozen stories. It's like a tribute to uh, old-time radio, uh, old-time science fiction shows that I grew up listening to. And uh, and then uh, last year, I was also in the middle of writing um, The Clock's Knell, which is the sequel to A Footstep Echo, which is out now. Yes, yes. And I think you did uh, you did new new uh, covers, didn't you? I did. I um, yes, my I got a chance to I got the rights back to the first book. And then my wife, who is a really, really talented artist, uh, put out a set of matching covers and uh, a fresh set of edits for the first book. So it's uh, definitely an improvement. <laughs> I I like them. I thought they were really cool. I believe I was able to go in there and update the uh, that old episode with the new cover. So hopefully that's yes. Good. Okay, fantastic, great. So if not, then I'm gonna look like a jerk. So hopefully I'll by the time this comes out, <laughs> I'll have that taken care of. <laughs> nice. And I think, and we should also make sure BK we mention all the other awesome authors because it really is. I'm not just saying because I'm part of the project. I mean, being on an anthology like this it was part of my bucket list. And I'm glad I can do it, but. These are some incredible authors we've got here in this in this collection. Yeah, how many how many are on there? Um, let's see, there are eleven. Wow. Uh, any uh, any names we might know or uh, that uh, we need to be keeping uh, an eye on? Yeah, if, yeah, if you don't mind, I can I can list them off for you real quick yeah. if you want. Oh yeah. Um, let's, let's shout. So we've out. got uh, Stephen Cochran, of course, is the uh, the creator, and he also has three stories in there that he wrote. And we've got J.D., um, Aaron Lee, J.D. Kellner, Rachel Ford, Ian Fairgrave, Michael D. Nadu, Benjamin Hope, Alan Provence, Crystal Kirkham, D.W. Hitz, A.A. Rubin, uh, and that's the last one. Um, several of them have appeared in our magazine also, the Kainite Press, which is a quarterly um, uh, speculative fiction journal that we do. And then um, Michael and Crystal on that list uh, both have books published with us as well. Of course, JD's got his anthology coming up, and um, uh, yeah, that's everybody that's got other books with us. But yeah, a lot a lot of these guys have uh, guys and gals have appeared in our magazine as well. Um, so you know, really good partnerships that we have with everybody. Fantastic, and I believe I believe I've I recognize a couple of those names. I think I've heard them before. I don't know if I would know their work exactly, but I think I've heard their name on other podcasts. So that's exciting. Probably, yeah. Um, I know Michael's been doing the rounds quite a bit um, for a while now. Um, his book that we've got out right now is The Darkness Returns, uh, which is an epic fantasy novel. Um, and he's got a new one coming out that uh, we're actually working on the production cycle on right now called The Darkness Within, which is a sequel to that. They're part of a trilogy. Very cool. Okay. Well, so we know what JD's got coming up and what he's been working on. BK, what about you? What uh, what else do we have from you coming soon? Oh, um, well, I've got um, my next book coming out is going to be on um, April 7th, and that is Nightlife, which is the second book in a cyberpunk um, hard-boiled detective trilogy. Um, the first book was Night Shift. That's already out. It basically takes place in a near future um, California uh, where the coast has slid off into the ocean after an earthquake, and what's left of there has been rebuilt to a big megalopolis called New Angeles. 
Um, and it's basically your typical, uh, you know, murder mystery is the way it starts off, but it works its way from there up into a big government mafia conspiracy with the Russian mob and the city government working together. Um, can't really say a lot about it without giving much away because it's a mystery, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's your, your hard-boiled detective, you know, the 1940s Humphrey Bogart kind of feel, um, mixed with cyberpunk like a uh, Blade Runner. Okay. Romance. Um, such a good yeah thank you (laughs) yeah it's been really popular too i've gotten a lot of reviews on that on uh, the first one night shift and they've been really positive um i've got a duology that i'm working on that's going to be coming out later this spring um called the uh, pirate king duology and that's part of a series that i have called the ravencrest chronicles and that's a dark flintlock fantasy uh the first one's called curse of the pirate king the second one's called shadow of the pirate king um, those are both actually going to be free. They're going to—they're part of a promotional uh, project that I'm working on, um, so, and those should be available probably sometime in late April, early May. Um, ooh, that's everything I've got scheduled for release right now. Of course, I'm working on a bunch of stuff, and I've got uh, ten other books published. They're all out. You can find them all on bkbass.com. I've got all kinds of stuff on there. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, uh, JD, we've shared before where people can find and follow you, but uh, go ahead and tell us again one more time. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. It's the one social media platform I'm I'm still on. Uh, it's uh, my handle there is at a sci-fi writer, which is which is I just love that. I can't believe I actually had it. <laughs> can't believe it was available. And um, and you can uh, you can find my. Uh, Stuff under JD Sanderson on Amazon.com and now on the Kyanite uh, Publishing website. Fantastic. Yep, that's uh, KyanitePublishing.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, we'll make sure and get that correct. Uh, BK, how about you? Where, where can we find and follow you? Um, well, of course, KyanitePublishing.com is where um, all of my, my books are published through. And uh, like I said, my uh, own website is BKBass.com. Um, and you can find all my books on there. And I've got a lot of um, articles and stuff on there, genre studies, um, you know, writing workshop kind of stuff, um, biographies of classic pulp authors and things like that. So there, there's a lot of uh, nonfiction content on there. And I also work with uh, World Building Magazine. I'm the uh, lead of the writing department over there. Um, and you can find them at worldbuildingmagazine.com. There's uh, new issues out there every other month, and those are free for the community. Outstanding. All right. And, uh, of course, as always, everybody listening, we will have the links for all of their websites and uh, everything, every link we've talked about, basically. <laughs> we'll put those in the show notes. So once you're done listening, you can just click that button and it takes you right to it. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, we've had an interesting time trying to make this happen, but uh, I'm glad we finally got a chance to do this. It's been a real wonderful time, and I wish we had more time. Definitely. Glad to be back. I appreciate it. The pleasure is all mine. All right. Well, uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to hand the floor over to one of these guys who's going to do a reading for us. Uh, But this was BK Bass and J.D. Sanderson, Remnants. First Swarm by J.D. Sanderson. Jackson looked over the horizon to the herd of great elephants he and his team had been following for the past two weeks. 
Brushing his gray hair off his forehead, he crouched and snapped a 200-millimeter lens on his camera as a towering bull sauntered up to a nearby pond and dipped his trunk in for a drink. It must have been 11 feet tall and weighed over six tons. The veteran photojournalist motioned for June to sit. Jackson initially protested the magazine's request he take someone so green on this expedition, but he'd learned to live with it over the past two weeks. She placed her cell phone back in her pack and offered Jackson his canteen as he adjusted the lens and snapped the first picture. Anything? he asked. No, no reply. She. Well, it doesn't matter, he said, with a hint of irritation. We should be back in Nairobi before sunset. Daniel probably just forgot to charge his phone again. Did you get the hotel? No, they didn't answer either. June shook her head, eliciting an irritated huff from her boss. She'd forgotten his favorite telephoto lens back at the hotel and had been hearing about it all morning. Stepped to the side, own cans over her shoulder, tucked her hair behind her ears, and placed her hat on her head. The rookie took another step forward, snapping a twig with her foot in the process. Jackson looked up and glared, motioning for her to remain silent. She nodded and turned away before he could see her look of embarrassment. Jackson pointed his camera at the large bull elephant that had now been joined by two others at the watering hole and snapped away. If we're lucky, the calf will come out from the trees soon, he whispered. I just hope he decides to make an appearance before the storm moves in. We're going to lose the light soon. Jackson gestured to a small black cloud on the horizon behind the tree line. It was truly a scenic part of Kenya. Jackson knew that kilometers behind the trees was Nairobi, a city he had photographed several times. They were both startled when the lead bull elephant reared back and sounded an alarm. His call bellowed across the plains, and the entire parade turned to make for the trees. What the hell? Jackson wondered aloud. He looked around for any sign of a predator, but couldn't see one. He frantically tried to get off one more shot with his camera, but he was thwarted by the dust that all those heavy feet kicked up. He sat back on the grass, cursing the situation. Maybe it was the storm that spooked them, June asked. From that far away? I don't think so, he grumbled. June took a deep breath before continuing. Well, the lightning. I just thought... I didn't see any lightning. Hell, I wouldn't even call it a storm. Just a few small clouds, Jackson said as he turned from the scene to place his camera back in the pack on the ground. Looks like lightning to me, June said flatly. Jackson pivoted to protest the young photographer's ignorance, but stopped as he looked at the cloud. It was closer than before and moving in faster than any weather system he had ever seen. There were small flickers of light dancing around inside. Well, okay then, he admitted. Fine. He looked around at the planes and saw a few small antelopes scampering off as fast as their legs could carry him. Jackson looked down for a moment before looking again at the recent college grad. Why isn't there any thunder? There's typically thunder with lightning, right? Shouldn't we be able to hear it from here? Look, I'm sorry, okay? Obviously, I don't know as much as you do, but you don't have to keep... She was cut off when he raised his fingers to his lips, shushing her. For the past few weeks, every other word out of Jackson's mouth had been intended as a slight against her. Now the expression on his face told her something else was on his mind. Jackson looked back to the group of clouds, now less than a kilometer away. He moved his finger from his lips to his right ear. June's eyes widened as she listened. Did one of them step on a beehive? Maybe that spooked them, she whispered. I don't think so, Jackson whispered back. He strained to hear the sound whizzing towards them. While fast approaching his mid-fifties, he still had decent hearing. This wasn't the wildly shifting buzz of an angry beehive. It was lower. It was more like a swarm of tubas. They heard it first, he said to himself. Who, the elephants? June asked in a panicked voice. One of the clouds was only a football field away from the tree line now and approaching fast. Yes, he responded. They can hear frequencies 25 times lower than we can, and from further away. I'm guessing that cloud may be getting off lower sounds than we can hear. They both paused as the cloud approached the edge of the forest. 
Instead of the usual dark gray, this one had deep shades of violet throughout. June instinctively took out her camera and snapped a few pictures. Jackson nodded in approval as he strained to identify the swelling sound. What is that? June asked as she peered through the camera. Is that a bird in there or something? She focused her lens and continued to snap. From this distance, they could see that the cloud was lower to the ground than they initially thought. In fact, it was just over the top of the trees. Rather than continue as it had, it veered gracefully to the left. The front edge began to skirt around the trees and dip lower towards the ground. What the fuck? June asked. Her hushed voice was filled with tension as she looked over to Jackson. His face was still frozen in shock. It's not a cloud, he stammered. It's some kind of... Oh, oh my God. Jackson grabbed his bag and said, go, go, back to the Jeep. They took off running. The vehicle was parked 100 feet back. A low-pitched droning sound filled the air around them. June looked over her shoulder and saw the cloud of thousands of dark, violet flying creatures. How small or large, she couldn't tell from this distance. She hopped into the open-top Jeep as Jackson started the engine. He threw it in reverse and backed up along the trail as the purple swarm widened. He whipped the vehicle around, shifted gears, and floored the gas pedal, gutting the engine as hard as it would go. June mumbled a prayer. Put on your seatbelt, damn it, yelled Jackson. He was working on snapping his into place while keeping one hand on the wheel. June, frozen in her seat, only cried in fear. Jackson threw the Jeep into the next gear, bouncing them back and forth as he struggled to stay on the trail. He looked in his rearview mirror to see a small Impala behind him, attempting to flee. His eyes widened as the calf twisted in pain and collapsed. Several of those purple creatures zipped around it as it writhed on the path behind them. The blaring sound drowned out the scream of terror that burst out of June. Her face contorted in fear as she closed her eyes and wrapped her arms around her head. A small, fist-sized creature came up alongside of them. Jackson attempted to swerve off the path towards a thicker patch of brush, nearly tipping the vehicle over. He rubbed his eyes as the stench from the swarm grew stronger. The smell in the air reminded him of the worst days on the hog farm he grew up on, a putrid, rotting odor. The thought left his head as a small arc of blue light streaked across his vision. He looked over to June, now reeling from her crouched-over position. The young photographer screamed she held her right arm. A pair of creatures had landed on her for an instant. They were huge insects, each larger than his fist. Jackson saw a small tail drag behind one of the things as it flew off. He couldn't be sure if she was stung by both or if that flash of light had come from one. She howled in pain as a small lump began to bubble on her skin. Jackson froze in fear as he realized that she now had to hold her right arm up with her left. The limb looked completely dead. Her tear-soaked face turned to him as she asked for help. It's going to be okay, he shouted, hitting the gas again. He tried his best to ease the frightened young girl, but his reassuring demeanor was quickly thwarted by a loud thud of a larger, football-sized winged creature slamming up against the outside of his door. Holy shit, he shouted, instinctively rolling the steering wheel in the opposite direction. The vehicle swerved and crashed up against a thicket of brush. Branches and leaves whipped against June. I'm sorry, Jackson yelled, trying to keep his eyes off the road. He centered the jeep again. The purple swarm continued its advance. June, he shouted again, looking over to her. She was slumped back in her seat. Her right arm was covered in a purple oozing blotches. Her eyelids hung lifelessly as her body jolted like a rag doll with every bump on the path. She was breathing, but it was incredibly slow. Oh, my God, Jackson muttered. His young assistant was paralyzed. If he could just make it to the dirt road up ahead, he could accelerate faster without the risk of flipping over. A few dozen meters away from the turn, Jackson's entire body stiffened. It felt like he had been hit with an electrical shock. His left hand jerked the wheel, and they hit a large rock on the path as they veered sharply. The Jeep flipped over three times before coming to a rest. 
Jackson looked to discover that June was no longer in the seat next to him, but face down in the brown grass, her pack and camera a few feet away. Like the Jeep, he was now upside down, his head dangling a few inches above the ground. He tried to fight through the pain to undo his seatbelt, but found most of his upper body paralyzed. The now familiar buzz of the swarm swelled around him again as several of the creatures landed on June's body. One of the creatures, about the size of a pint glass, landed on the steering wheel. The light around him dimmed as the violet, foul-smelling cloud enveloped them. The last thing Jackson noticed about the small creature was a three-inch-long stinger on the end of its tail. He cried out in pain as it pierced the center of his chest, and just as suddenly withdrew. As the skin underneath his cotton shirt began to bubble up and seep, his arms went numb and limp. Straining to turn his head, he saw what appeared to be lumps of flesh missing from June's back and legs. The swarm of monstrous insects liked what they had caught. The last thought to go through his mind was about the rest of his team in nearby Nairobi. A few seconds later, his eyes stared unseeing as three more of the creatures landed on his lifeless body and began their gruesome feast. And that was BK Bass and J.D. Sanderson reading one of the stories from the new release, Remnants. It is from Kyanite Press and available today, March 24th. So click the link in the show notes and go pick up a copy for yourself. I have one, but I'm going to go buy one as well because this is awesome. Hey, don't forget to also follow both of these authors and Kyanite Press. Check out our friends and sponsors alike in the show notes. And click that subscribe button so you don't miss out next week when I come back with an all-new author, a new book, and a new sample chapter. Take care, everybody, and I'll see you again real soon. This has been a presentation of the Project Entertainment Network.